Hello and welcome to this special episode of Real Exam English. So I received an email from a listener, Maria Giulia, in Italy, asking about how to prepare for the writing part of her English exam. So I thought it would be a good idea to give a few tips to you lovely listeners also, tips that are relevant for all English levels and tests. I think writing is one of the areas that it is easiest to improve in English. It's like a big formula. You just need to know the formula for each type of writing. And then on the day of the exam, it's just a matter of changing the language to suit the question. Before you start preparing, it's very important to understand how your writing is going to be marked. Different English exams have slightly different methods, but they all want to see the same things more or less. So to start, you have to get your content right. This means that you have to answer the question or questions that you're being asked. This sounds really basic, but it's amazing the amount of writings I've seen where students have done a very well written piece of writing, but don't answer the question that has been asked. So for instance, if you're asked to write a review of a restaurant commenting on the food and the service, and if the restaurant would be suitable for tourists, and you only comment on the food and the service, then you will not receive full marks, no matter how brilliant your English is. Conversely, if you do a writing where your English isn't great, then you can still pick up maximum marks for content if you answer all of the questions to a satisfactory level. So when you read your exam task, make sure to underline the different things that you're being asked and plan how you're going to include each one. Secondly, you have to make sure you are writing in the correct style and format. That means that if you're writing a proposal to a town council, for example, that you're using formal language and you have the correct format for a proposal, which is with a title and usually subheadings. It's crucial to know what is required for each of the different types of writing as they all require slightly different formats. You can usually find this information at the back of any good textbook and this needs to be studied and you need to practice it a number of times so that on the day of the exam, you know that for X type of writing, you need to begin with X and finish with Y. Next, you have your organization. Is your writing divided in the correct number of paragraphs and are those paragraphs structured well? beginning with a topic sentence and being backed up with some examples or contrasts maybe. As you are probably aware, English examiners love connectors. So your writing should have a nice range of connectors, no repeats, and you will have to tailor them depending if you have a formal or informal writing. Lastly, you have the language, which is basically vocabulary and grammar. So in terms of vocabulary, your writing should include some topic relevant vocabulary. For example, if you're writing about the environment, then you should have things like greenhouse gases, global warming, carbon footprint, deforestation, Greta Thunberg, all of that stuff. Also, examiners tend to like big words. So maybe instead of saying something like, I was satisfied, you could say, I got a lot of satisfaction. At higher levels, you should be trying to include things like compound nouns and adjectives idioms, expressions, and phrasal verbs are a must for all levels, really. Relating to grammar, you should have some advanced grammar structures in your writing to impress the examiner. At a B2 level, you should have passive voice, reported speech, mixed conditionals, that kind of stuff. At a C1 and C2 level, you should have inversions, participle clauses, cleft sentences, inverted conditionals, and so on. It's best to think of this before you start writing to ensure that you can squeeze them in somewhere into your writing. 
which brings me to the question of planning. I'm a big fan of planning your writing. I feel that this way it is easier to guarantee that you get all of that fancy vocab and grammar into your text. It's worth taking five minutes before you start writing to do a rough paragraph plan and brainstorm all of the nice connectors, expressions, advanced conditionals, etc. that you're going to get into your writing piece. Having said that, some of the best writings I've received from students in the past are from people who don't do a plan, but they are the exception. It's definitely more common to see people who don't plan not doing great writings. Some people also want to know how many different types of writing should I study? Can I just study the essay and the letter, for instance? My advice, obviously, is to study and practice them all. The more you know, the more options you have on the day. If you really struggle with maybe one of the options, then okay, skip that. But I would advise against skipping any more than that. Another common question is whether to use a dictionary or not. I'm all in favor of using a writing guide as well as a dictionary when you are starting out and your exam is in the distant future. It's a super way to acquire new vocabulary and to put into practice all of that boring grammar that you've been studying. Needless to say, the closer you get to the exam, the less assistance you want to use. And also, you want to start putting yourself under time pressure. Try to stick to the same time that you were given in the exam. Which brings me to the last point, which is practice. I know from personal experience of preparing for Spanish exams that writing can sometimes be the last thing that you want to do because it's so time consuming. It's much easier to do a reading or some grammar exercises. But in order to feel comfortable on the day of the exam, you have to know exactly how you're going to structure your writing, what your first sentence is going to be in each writing, what grammar and vocab you're going to include, if it's formal or informal, what connectors you're going to add, all of that kind of stuff. And the way to feel more comfortable is to have done loads of practice beforehand, right? You literally can't do too much. The more, the better. So make your English teacher earn their money and give them plenty of masterpieces to review. Also, for the more frequent topics like technology, the environment, education, that kind of stuff, make sure you have a nice list of fancy words that you can include on the day of the exam. That way, when you have to write, say, an essay about technology, then you know, okay, I'm going to write these 10 words, those two phrasal verbs, that conditional, this inversion, four paragraphs, this opening sentence, that conclusion, these connectors. And it's just a matter of piecing your formula together and you're going to blow that examiner's mind, right? Easy peasy, in theory. Okay, guys, I hope I've covered most of the doubts that you have. I'll post a transcript of this in the blog on the Real Exam English website, realexamenglish.com. And feel free to comment at the end of the page to let me know what you think or if you have any questions. Also, in the show notes on the podcast and on the blog, I will include links to the Cambridge Teachers Handbooks for B2, C1 and C2 levels. They have excellent advice as well as a bunch of sample writings along with examiner's marks so you can see what scores well with the examiners and what doesn't. Okay, folks, that's it. See you next time for our regular Real Exam English podcast. All the best, Trevor.